Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. William! Um, How's it going? Very good. I'm wearing, I mean, I do often wear my uh, headphones only on one ear, but I'm specifically wearing my headphones on one ear today because I've got a little bit of earache. Have you really? Just a tiny bit of earache last night. What do you think's caused that? I don't know, but I did have a, um, is it called a fever dream last night? You know, where I don't know if my temperature is up, but you know, when your dream is quite vivid and strange, this is a weird one, right? Kissing and cuddling a girl. Right. I think it was Yun Jin Kim who played Sun in Lost. Oh, right, you know, okay. A lovely Korean couple. Right, I think yeah. I was kissing her quite passionately last night. With your lips? With my lips. But her tongue was only slightly held on by the finest kind of bit of sinewy gristle. So every so often, her tongue would fall into my mouth because she was on top of me. And i go, oh, you're okay. Here you go. And like, like just flip it back into her. And then we'd kiss again. And then again, it would just go fall into my mouth like a slug or something. And then I woke up this morning and had a little bit of earache. So I don't know what that's about. Suppose what do you think that dream means? I don't know. I mean, Yunjin is a wonderful woman, very, very lovely lady, very. And as far as you know, her tongue is completely attached. <laughs> yes, intact. But I've never, I've never held any, you know, long-seated, you know, love, secret love for her. Well, Dom, I, you know, you got me a book about the human body. Got you a few books, but go on. But I've started reading one of them. Brilliant. Have you read the body one? I'm starting to read it, and I'm at the bit where it looks at the brain, which is in your body. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the top there. Brilliant. The only part of the body that named itself. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, they were talking about a part of the brain. I've forgotten the name of it. Mm. But it's in deep, Tom. It's in deep. Okay. Maybe in the white matter. Oh, right, right. And it's just a tiny little thing. And it deals with fear. And uh, it's a tiny thing. Is it thing. the amygdala? It might be. But they said that it gets very active at night when you dream. Right. That's why there can be a lot of fear in a dream, even if it's not a scary thing. Right, yeah. So maybe you were kissing, but, oh, I'm scared mm. your tongue's going to fall off. Mm. Uh, so maybe that's what was happening, because that fires up at night. And, uh, and there's people who have been in accidents where that's been, you know, destroyed or hurt. Mm. And so, and they have no fear of anything? No fear. I've got a friend How who, would you like a life like that? Would that be good or I bad? I have a friend who pretty much has no fear. Base jumper, wingsuit, uh, works with very yeah. dangerous animals, drives very fast motorbikes. 
he really has no fear. His, Do you think there's something wrong with something his omnibolia? I think his amygdala, excuse me, Red Bull, and his uh, adrenal yeah, system yeah. is a little off. But that's interesting that you said fear because obviously when our brain has a chance to rest, maybe mm. it goes to the places that it wants to try and make sense of. And a lot of times we're making sense of our fears, our insecurities, our anxieties. So it all passes through this little bit and it kind of gets rid of it, gets rid of that stress, Dom. Is that the part of the brain that they argue was the first to be formed in us? Is that the idea? It's the rudimentary brain. I don't know. And then the bit grows around it. Does it? If anyone out there would like to come on the Friendship Onion who is an expert in brains and how they work, that would be an amazing guest. That right? would be a great guest. Or even if you're an actor and you play one on TV, like say, for instance, Grey's Anatomy, yeah. then we'll we'll speak to you about it and yeah. see. Or do, I, do you actually learn anything when you're on do, those shows? Doogie Howser or, or, or the guy from House on. <laughs> exactly. And the book is called, just to give a shout out, is... Bill Bryson. It is Bill Bryson, who's fantastic. Right. All his books are great. And the book is called The Body, I okay, think. It's called The Body. I it's, knew you'd like it. Oh. It's very good already. I've just started it. I'm only, you know, an hour into it. Well, you, the, my favourite part was the digestive system. I thought that was absolutely fascinating. Well, it's incredible what happens in your digestive system. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm also reading Brian Greene's new book. Right who we've had on as a guest. And Fantastic guest. guest. But we, we won't get too deep into this just now, but maybe Brian Green could come back on now that I've read this new book. Yeah. If, if he'd like to, because I, I've learned a lot of new stuff. But if you take digestion all the way down to physics, it's basically just molecules passing electrons to each other. Right. That is what life is. Right. The whole thing. Everything. Energy, us, was that energy passing energy backwards and forwards? Is that us, the idea? Well, base, well, it's not even that, but passing electrons back and forward creates energy. Mm. So ultimately, all life, you playing soccer, you on the rift playing League of Legends, kissing people in a dream. With floppy tongues. It's basically just molecules passing electrons to each other. We should have Brian Green back on. He was an amazing guest and there's so much more to learn from him. Yeah. Um, well, let me finish this book first. Yeah. And then we'll go on to Johnny Clues and he can go on the phone to Brian and see if he wants to come back on. Well, we should crack on because we do have another guest today, but we do want to do a little bit of housekeeping from the last few episodes that we've had. And we, we thought we were going to call it Peeling the Onion. I like that, Don. Yeah? Peeling... The onion. Peeling the onion. Because now, sometimes questions come up, like the brain one there, or other questions, and then we forget. And, right. we, and, and so I'd like to take a moment here, Dom. Take a moment. Take three. I would like to take a moment to say thank you to our fantastic listeners and watchers. Yes. Because I've, I've, I've spent a lot of this week, actually, looking at people's um, comments and answers and, and people doing pieces of art for the oh, Friendship Onion oh. and and writing stuff and poems and, and it's brilliant. See the people that are interested in this show, I like them a lot, Tom. Yeah, we have a very dedicated group of people who are interested in the Friendship Onion and we do appreciate all of your uh, care and concern because you're the reason why we make it, you know. But keep telling your friends. We haven't said this for a while, Dom. We haven't said it for such a long time. I forget what it is. You've got to... 
subscribe, rate, and review. That is very important. We why? get told why? That. why? I'm why? not sure, Dom, but we want to grow the audience. And uh, looking at it all this week, I get very excited about the show, Dom. I think subscribing is obviously just that means that it shows up in your phone without you needing to go search for it. And we have an extra yeah. follower. Rating yeah. and reviewing, yeah. especially if you give us a good review and a good rating, means mm. that we go up to the top of people's kind of watching chance. So yeah. instead of them getting the chance to watch something that most people think is rubbish, they get yeah. a chance to, think, to watch something that most people think is good, which if you rate and review as highly, would be TFO. Oh, the friendship onion, as we like to call it. The friendship TFO. onion. So let's get peeling the onion, Tom. Uh, with some questions that we've been asking uh, the last couple of weeks and things that we need answers to. William, over the last few weeks of doing the podcast, I had mentioned to you that the Lord of the Rings trilogy in the United States has a PG-13 rating, which means that in each of the films, you could put in a swear word and it would get past the censors. We asked where you would put that swear word, and we do have a few correspondents. So you start with that one, and I'm going to find some stuff on my Instagram. And there is... is on, you're only allowed one. Only you can't, one in each you can't film. just you can't just be throwing a lot of swear words in. Uh, but um, y- yeah, you can only have one. Um, so let's have a look at some people. So we've got Green Dragon reprised, who sent in this one for a Return of the King, Gimli, the dwarf, to Legolas the elf. That still only counts as fucking one. That's a good one. one. (laughs) Have you found one there, Dom? I've got one here on my Instagram uh, from Jamie Smart 93. What's happening, Jamie Smart? Who says, I'll do my best Ian McKellen impression here. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins, nor is he earlier. He arrives precisely when he means to. Not bad, not bad. (laughs) I took took a, a photo of a few. Because I liked them. And do you know who I like? I like tree beard ones for some oh, reason. Yeah, you said. So, uh, uh, tree beard. Side. I am on nobody's side. Because nobody is on my f-ing side, little <laughs> lock. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Love it. This one from Roslinen. I actually think this works pretty well. And, you know, you could have put it in there. Eowyn in Return of the King. I am no. Man. Now that actually works quite that, well. Uh, that actually you know I mean? works as a, you know what I mean? You put that in and you think, yeah, fair enough. Hey, I forgot to say it was Josh Curtis who did the tree beard one. And oh, I'm, one, go- I'm, I'm going to do this as my last one, though. Okay. Because I like this. Great Red Spot said uh, a Galadriel quote. Oh, yes. In place of a Dark Lord, you would have a f- queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right, I'll end with this one because you know how much I love Pippin in those movies. This from Frank.Sabba. Pippin in Fellowship of the Ring. All right. Where the f*** are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Send in more of your suggestions. We yes, love please. those things. Is there anything else that harks back over a few episodes that we want to be... Yeah, I did, I did find, uh, I found a, a great one here, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Wistenra. What a lovely name. Laura Wistenra gave us a good answer to a question that I had. In fact, I had a half of an answer, and not even half of an answer. I had 20% of an answer okay. to a question that you had. Yeah. Why do you put eggs in the fridge? In the fridge, okay, let's hear it. And I said to you, well, you don't in Britain, yeah. but in America you do. And yeah. I said, I didn't really, I don't know. 
But anyway, Laura Westenra says, you only have to refrigerate eggs if you wash them. There's a kind of natural protective coating on eggs that comes off after you wash them. In America, the farming practices are usually more unsanitary, unsafe. So it's required. If you get eggs from your own chickens and they're not covered in muck, you can leave them unwashed, unrefrigerated. Right, that makes sense. Now, when she's talking about the natural protective coating, mm -hmm. does she mean the shell? Uh, no, on the shell, there's a sort of, well, I call it an emulsion. Oh, brilliant word, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> There's an emulsion, and in the uh, certainly in factory farming of eggs, the, that gets washed and, and knocked off in America. Mm. So it's already you need to refrigerate it as soon as you buy it. Yeah, and also don't buy battery farm no. eggs. I buy all my eggs from places where the eggs get a chance. The eggs, the chickens <laughs> get a chance to run out. Imagine in, the in eggs the were all running That'd around. Be crazy, but you you can see on each on any box. It will say, these chickens, you know, walk around on the ground with yeah. the sunshine and they get yeah. a chance to forage naturally. Those are the eggs you want, battery farmed eggs. No. And you have to watch the wording, Dom, because they can use words that makes it sound like it's better than it is. So Go on. Go on. Again, 20% of this I've read. Right. But there's words like... Um, free roaming might free, yeah, not mean might not outside. mean that you means I mean? they've got a bit more space in ah, their cage ah. so what I do and this is probably the wrong thing to do but I, I go for the one that's got the most so it's if it says organic cage free antibiotic free yeah then you're like okay that's got a lot of stuff going on this, this has got to be good people if there's anyone out there that's an expert in eggs or yeah, chickens and or they can farms. Tell us if you're going Come to eat on. eggs, where is the best place? I'd rather, other than go, having your own chickens, number one, going to a farm, number two. Yeah. If you're going to a, a supermarket, what is the best way to know that you're buying good eggs where the chickens are, are treated well? Uh, if you could let us know, we will peel the onion on that. I would have my own chickens, absolutely, in Los Angeles, but. There are wild coyotes in this part of the world, and I love those animals. They're fantastic, mm. but absolutely the coyotes would eat the chickens within a couple of days, so there's no point. And the next best thing, like you said, is a farm that you know. Yeah. Someone sent us a gift. Ooh. This came from someone, Graves, uh, in Cattonsville, mid, mid, MD? MD. Is he a doctor? Massachusetts. No, it can't no. be Massachusetts. John, MD, state. Maryland. 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 I'm sorry to do this to you, do but... It, do it. <laughs> Maryland. Uh, Mary. Oh, Maryland. We, say, we say Maryland yeah, in Britain. Maryland. Maryland. As you know, California, New York, Florida. I'm going to say the very last digit of your index finger. So index over oh, here. No, go out. Oh, that right, way. Yeah, right there. So down the bottom. Yeah. On the, uh, kind of between California and Florida? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I Johnny? So. Johnny Clues? Maryland? No, nah, yeah, way off. No, nah, way, way off. off. And more, well, up, up, towards New York. Oh. Past New York? Oh, gosh. No, nah, if you go past New York, you're in the water. <laughs> well, New York's a wide state. Oh, New York is a wide state. Wide state. Well, anyway, great. North of Washington, D.C. North of Washington. Thank you. Is that a tiny? Is it one of those tiny states? 
medium-ish. I'd say medium-small. It's a medium small. We say state. Maryland in Britain. Maryland. Not, they, they go Merland. 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 Anyway, Graves has sent us what appears to be like some sort of breakfast cereal. That's fantastic. How many is there? There's, there's more. Have a, right, have a look taste. at all that. Some, Hang on. We sent us some food. Ooh. Chili Crunch Momo Fuku. Chili. That looks hot. That is just chili oil. That is hot. Let me tell you. If you stick your index finger in oh, that just now. Should I read this? Yeah. It's from Katie Graves, not Katie, Graves. Katie Graves says to us. She says, Dear Billy and Dom, I wanted to suggest chili crunch for when you eat the world. It's delicious on ramen, fried rice, noodles. I also love it on mashed potatoes and even with a cracker, a little goat's cheese and a tiny bit of chili crunch. I hope you enjoy. I'm a huge Tolkien fan and I have been really enjoying your podcast. Your easy camaraderie is a joy during these challenging times. Oh, Katie, that's very sweet. And she said, be well, from Katie Graves in Maryland. This might be a little bit of a uh, competition against yeah. uh, Jardinera, but you and I both love hot food, so we should. We Can should I have try. a look at that? Yeah, look how hot it looks. Look I mean, at the oil on top. Crazy there, chili oil. Oh. But is this, is this a certain thing from somewhere? Thanks, Katie. Please send it. If you've got any suggestions or gifts that you want to send us or anything at all, you can get in touch with us at, um, oh, the friendship on your net, castmedia.com. That's cast with a K. Or you can send us a message at speakpipe forward slash the friendship on you. No, I've done it wrong, haven't I? Speakpipe.com forward slash the friendship on you. Momofuku. Momofuku. That's who makes it. Um, that looks fantastic. That Maybe we great. could do that next week. What do you think? John, John says yes. Do you have ambitious hiring goals? No sweat, because you're not waiting for the right candidates to find you. You're finding them first with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirement or else... You do not pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. And you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. One of the things I love about Indeed is it makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job at Indeed.com slash onion. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash onion to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash onion. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When I work out, and even when I don't, I like to dress comfortably. That's why I was so excited when I found Fiori. They offer premium performance apparel inspired by the active coastal California lifestyle. You're right, Dom. Mm. I love Fiori. You know that. Oh, yeah. And it's all made to work out in, but it's so comfortable, I wear them all the time. I know. Fiori is the most comfortable clothes you will ever buy. Mm. The clothing is incredibly versatile. It can be used for just about any activity you like, like running, training, swimming, even yoga, but also great for lounging or weekend errands, like Billy said. And it's super easy to find the product online you're looking for at their website. 
Fiori is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint by utilizing better sustainable materials for their products, empowering your best active lifestyle. Feel good about the things you buy and also how they are made. My latest favorite from them is the Sunday Performance Jogger. Mm. I love them, Dom. I wear them all the time around the house, but also out and about. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash onion. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash onion. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash onion and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Well, I might be seeing you this weekend coming down for a little bit of uh, UFC and maybe a little bit of UFC uh, computer game playing and oh, yeah. maybe either watching A Christmas Story, which Billy has never seen anyone in the United States, or a Clockwork Orange, which you've never seen either. I've never seen that. Either. One of those. So maybe you take it. And we'll have it What's a classic you. film you've never seen? There's a lot. I've not seen Gone with the Wind. <gasps> mm. Citizen Kane? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I love Citizen Kane. I haven't seen it. I love it. What was the film that I recently watched that I thought was very Citizen Kane-esque? The Muppets in New York? <laughs> yeah, no, I've forgotten. We've got a guest. We're going to have to move on. Is right, that come on? Is that Tom. it for our correspondence? That, and we have peeled the onion for this week. Now, who is our fantastic guest this week? Wait till you see that. this guy, Tom. Is Wait that? till you see this guy. Daniel, welcome to the Friendship Onion. Daniel, I'm going to have a go at your second name here. Daniel Hasenboss. That's very close, yes. Well, how, how would it be pronounced? Uh, Hassenbos. Hassenbos, of course. And that is, does that have a direct translation in Dutch? Is that like the man who eats Haribos uh, or something like that? No, that, is, uh, that means hairwood. Hairwood? Hairwood? That's strange. Yeah. It'd be good if it was map drawer. Yes. Map maker. Because that would make sense, but, because, what? Daniel, you are one of the great map makers in all the land. Absolutely. <laughs> Daniel, we're going so. <laughs> to read a little blurb about you here. Um, it says, Daniel's a freelance fantasy cartographer map maker. Mm-hmm. From the Netherlands, who made, who's made maps for several role-playing gay books as well as fantasy novels. For the past two years, he's been building a fictional world map by map that he uses in his own Dungeons and Dragons campaign and shares on his Patreon so other people can use the maps as well. So you're making your own personal map for your own personal Dungeons and Dragons campaign, but then people can take that map and use it for theirs too. Is that right, Daniel? Yeah, that, that's correct. And it's not just one map. It's a whole set of interconnected maps of different villages and towns and kingdoms. Wow. Now, do you, do, have you printed that out or is it all in a computer program thing? Uh, well, most of it is in the computer. Uh, I do all my art uh, digitally, but you can see part of one of my maps hanging behind me. So that's, that's, not, uh, that's not a map of the world. That's a fictional map of somewhere that doesn't necessarily exist apart from in your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, we, we thought it would be super interesting to talk to you uh, for many reasons, really, but for our quirky, worky segment, 
uh, which this is, Dom. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, we first off, how would people get to see your maps before I start asking you questions on it? So it's on your Patreon. So uh, we'll we'll put it on the screen here yeah, somewhere. We will. So that people can get access to your maps. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, it's my Patreon. And uh, everywhere you can find me as Daniel's Maps. So pretty straight. Daniel's Maps. I'm writing this down now. Daniel's Maps. I've had a look online and they are fantastic. I absolutely love it. I've always been intrigued by maps. And I know that you're... Um, the reason you got interested in it is through Tolkien, correct? Yes, yes, that's correct, yes. Because I read, I don't know if this is true, and you might know this, Daniel, but I read that um, Tolkien drew the maps of Middle-earth before he wrote the story. So it came from the languages and the maps, and that's where all this kind of world, this universe sort of uh, came from. Is Ooh. that true? I don't know. Is it true, Daniel? Do you know? I believe it is. I believe it started with uh, with his own invented language, and yep. he, then he created a world in which that language would exist. And from there, Middle Earth came, and then came the actual stories that most people know. Yeah, mm. and the illustrations that um, Tolkien uh, did for Middle Earth are absolutely beautiful, mm. of course. And yeah. that um, very famous Middle Earth map that you've probably signed 4,000 yeah. times. Quite simple, but also some of the best design Just things are. beautiful, yeah. Obviously, we were lucky enough to work with John Howe and Alan Lee over the years, and they're incredible illustrators, and they've, and they've done their own maps at times. But the simplicity of what Tolkien did in those maps, just brilliant. Little yeah. dragons here and yeah, there. Yeah, just beautiful. So if, yeah. if you don't mind, Daniel, would you talk us through how you would approach uh, either a, a real map, because I saw that you you do actually, I saw a really beautiful one of Ireland that you did, um, or or a fictional one like your Dungeons and Dragons. How do you start making a map? Well, the process is mostly the same for either one. Um, and it depends on if it's a commission yep. for a client or if it's just personal work. Um, for clients, I usually work with drafts, so a rough sketch, get feedback, then the next draft do flesh out the details, get feedback again, and then a final draft with all the feedback worked into it. For my personal maps, I usually just uh, start drawing and I I see very interesting shapes all around me. Yeah. For example, my first map that started my world-building campaign was um, based on a stain that I found on a light, light switch somewhere. Stain? That's brilliant. Do you, did, oh, yeah. you, did you work out what had caused the stain? Uh, well, it's probably the, the dirty tenants that lived in our house before us. <laughs> dirty tenants. That's a great name for a punk band. Dirty isn't it tenants. Dirty tenants. It? That's fantastic. Then the first album could be Tito Stain. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so, and, and as Billy had said, this kind of seemed to begin with your your interest in, in the maps of, of Tolkien, what he'd drawn for Lord of the Rings. So just to, just to go even further back from, from, the, um, from your own map building, when were you introduced to Tolkien? How did, how did that happen? And when did you first kind of read the Lord um, of the Rings? Well, I, I first watched the movies. Um, and I must have been about 
10 years old at the time, I believe. And I got obsessed with them and I got, got the books and I started reading those. And every time that a character was mentioned at some place, I, I went to the map and looked it up. Uh, so yeah. I completely fell in love with that map. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was through the movies that I got introduced to, uh, to Tolkien's work. Right. I, think, I think a map is a great thing to have on a wall. In a, in a house I think it like even seeing that one behind you there it's it, it always brings you back to it like you did when you were reading the books you, you go and you know I think a map you always find yourself going back to it and yeah. looking at a coast or how would I get from there to there it's, yeah. I think it's a great thing to have and it's brilliant especially in Tolkien it's brilliant to plot the journey that let's say for the example for an example all of the fellowship individually take yeah, the amount of miles that yeah. we cover in in those trilogy of books is is extraordinary. Not just Frodo and Sam, who obviously do a lot of traveling, but you know, we all go to some crazy, crazy places. Yeah, we had, it was an adventure, wasn't it? Tom? Have you seen that map, Daniel and Billy? Because you're here in this conversation too. Have you have you seen that map uh, where you can scratch off places that you've been to? So it's a map of the yes. world. Yeah, it's and you can you can scratch off, and underneath it's a it's a different color. So you yours, can, yours would be basically done. Yeah, a lot of it has You've been. You've been done. all over the place. My friend Adam, who worked with us on Wild Things, very sweetly bought us all a copy of that map, and uh, yeah, we have covered quite a few places. Very lucky. Very, very, lucky. very nice. Yeah, I love maps. So um, if someone I'd, and you do all sorts of maps from uh, real places, as you say, or from games. Or from your own imagination, and uh, actually, that gives me an idea. Don't listen to this, Tom. Okay. Now, as you know, as you know, Tom likes League of Legends. Have you ever played League of Legends? Uh, a long, long time ago, oh. I did for a short moment, a couple rounds, but I, I didn't really like it. No. Oh, you need to get back on, oh, Daniel. You've got to get fantastic. back on. Come on, play with us. Now, if you you could do a great map of uh, League of Legends and I could give it to him for his next birthday. Yeah, as a gift. Um, ah. how, how, how long would it take you to do a commission? Um, it would be a couple of weeks. A couple of uh, weeks? That's actually. all right. Your birthday's not till December. Yeah. And, we uh, should mention, I should have it done before then. Oh, that's great. We should mention very briefly because it's, it's important sometimes yeah. to give you a little shout out. Yeah. For my 45th birthday, which just went by, I went with Billy to New York, took me out for dinner, and he took me to see a show. And let me tell you, I felt romance that night. I felt like a wonderful princess. I looked after you that night. You did? We went to the theatre. I said, give us two of your best seats. The and best. They told us how much it was. I said, what's your next next best seats? And that was still quite expensive. So I said, what's your next next? But that, I got those ones. Yeah. And then I took him out for dinner. Went for dinner before. We went to a show. He bought me a, a glass of wine on the mm. walk home. He said, how are you feeling? I said, I'm all right. He said, are you peckish? I said, I could probably eat something. He said, come on, I'll buy you a slice of New York pizza. I didn't put my hand in my pocket once the entire night. Fantastic, right, Daniel? And next year, I'm going to get him a map. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Of League of Legends. So have a look and see if you could do that. And maybe I'll write Absolutely. to you and see if that's something. That would be very cool. Because I really do love your work. I think it is beautiful. really beautiful. And where are you in the world? Where I am in the world, yes. I'm in the Netherlands. And the ne whereabouts in the Netherlands? Uh, near Amersfoort, Amersfoort, or otherwise Utrecht. Oh, I don't. Utrecht. 
Utrecht. I think I know it. I think I know a that. football team from there. Matt, it's I used pretty to... much in the center of the Netherlands. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I used to live in Germany as a kid and we would often go over to the Netherlands or Holland, as we called it back then, um, to, to go to like the markets and stuff, flower markets and fruit markets and stuff. There's a city called, I'm definitely going to get the pronunciation wrong, Kochem. Do you know hey? that place? What? Kochem. <laughs> no. Controversial. Kochem? I would say Kochem, I guess. Kochem? But... <laughs> uh, yeah, Kochem. Um, hey, uh, Daniel, as someone who comes from the Netherlands, why, when is the appropriate time to call it the Netherlands and when would you call it Holland? Or is Holland just an old name that you don't call it anymore? No, no, actually, it's um, the Netherlands is the whole country ah. and you've got the province of North and South Holland and it used to be one province called Holland um, and way back in the day when the spanish owned uh, the netherlands that was the richest part of the netherlands so they had the most say in everything that went on here oh, ah. so people refer to it as holland because that was the most important and most powerful uh, part of the netherlands ah but that's so that would be if i were referring to your country as a whole it would be incorrect to call it holland the netherlands is the country holland is like the richest district of the yes netherlands. okay yes. And, ha and have you done a map of the netherlands i've done a, a weird fantasy version of it oh cool nice cool what would and, you oh, oh, william i was just going to say no, i saw a really lovely one you did of uh america usa but it seemed like was that uh an old well, is that a fantasy version or was it from the beginning of um, the United States as we know it? No, it was. Um, I think the map that you mean was made for uh, a client and he wrote, wrote a story about a man that was writing a fantasy story. Mm. And the fantasy world and the real world where that man uh, lived yeah. had very much overlap in things that were happening. And events that happened in one place affected the other. Ah. So it was a map of the United States as you know it, mm. and Ireland as we know it. Yeah. But it was linked to that fantasy world that that character was writing. Love Very it. cool. Well, but, as I say, I think it's great to have a map in the house. Yeah. And, uh, I'll, I'll probably get in touch, Daniel. And people can see your work at danielsmaps.com. Yes, dot com. Dot com. Danielsmaps.com. Or Patreon. Or, or patreon.com slash danielsmaps. Okay, cool. Easy. I have one last question for you, Daniel. Here it is. It's not that great a question. Oh, think of another one. I'm then. clutching at straws here. <laughs> no, I, I was going to ask, Daniel, over your years of doing commissions, was there a, one particular map that has stuck out in, in your mind as being you know, a very special job for you or maybe an unusual job? Like if someone were to say, um, tell me tell me one of the more standout jobs that you've done, what would that be? Well, there's two that come to mind, really. That's one for a podcast that I didn't actually know when I started working on it. It was a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. And as I was working on that map, I started listening to the podcast and... Uh, I became a huge fan of the show. Mm. So they were creating a, uh, a setting book for their campaign world. 
And I got to do all the maps for those books. They're working on the second book right now, and I'm the lead cartographer for it. Brilliant. So it's really great to be a part of that. And another one that's probably my biggest project that I've done so far is um, for the Entertainment Weekly magazine when they did the Game of Thrones special Mm -hmm. for the season finale. Uh, I got to do the map for... um, that magazine with all the routes that the Stark family members went through throughout the whole uh, show. Brilliant. That's fantastic. I've got a question, Tom, and this might not be one that you know, Daniel. It might be one that you know. I don't know. I mean, I hope so. When people started making maps, how did they do it? Like, there wasn't helicopters or anything. How did you make a map when you couldn't look down at something? Like, how did you make it? It's a great it's well, a great question. I don't know the exact method, but I, I know that um, they would just stand at certain points on hills yeah. and draw a straight line between those two and then do that dozens of dozens of times from times from different places. So like two guys got... one would go to a hill like five hundred yards away and I would be on the other hill. You'd be the other guy on the other hill. I'd be happy to be that guy. And then we'd say, look at that, it goes in, out, and then there's a big rock. How high go- are you? I'm pretty high. Okay, <laughs> mark that down. Mark that pretty down high. pretty high. Two ends and a big rock. Yeah. <laughs> All right, move to the next. And then I would I would go to the hill that he was on. He'd go to the next hill. This could be a movie, Tom. Yeah, it could be. The map makers, me and you. I, I get the feeling that you and I would create a slightly surreal map. I think it would be perfect to the absolute inch. To the nth degree. Well, that's yeah, so that's what they did, was it? So like a whole Sorry. country. The first guy that did Africa was two guys that's standing on hills. <laughs> well, probably not two guys, but I know that uh, the French king eventually wanted a very accurate map of this kingdom so mm. that he knew how big it was exactly. Mm. Yeah. And there was this family of cartographers, and they worked on that map for several generations using wow. a technique like that. I don't know the exact technique, how it works exactly, but it's something like that. And they worked on it for several generations until the map was finally done. Wow. Well, if anyone knows the absolute story of that French family yeah. of map makers, yeah. let us know. We'll put it on Peeling the Onion, Yes, and we'll talk about it next week. Well, we could talk to you all day, Daniel. The more we talk to you, the more questions we have. But unfortunately, we probably have to move on, right? Because Everybody needs a time. map in their house, and I would recommend getting it from Daniel. Get it from Daniel. Daniel, we'll leave all your information in our in our show notes, but it's wonderful chatting to you, and good luck with all of your, your map-making ventures. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me, and uh, have a great day. You too, Daniel. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank See you, mate. Daniel. Valentine's Day is just around the corner and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code ONION for 20% off and free shipping. Mm-hmm. Clean shaves are especially important on Valentine's Day for your special someone. I'd like to propose making February 13th a national holiday, possibly National Shave Day. Who's with me? I think this is one holiday that men and women can get behind. 
The holidays go by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the very thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks around delicate areas. It has a 4,000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Did I mention that it's waterproof too? Manscaped created their product for a night just like this. So go to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the code ONION. Your special place will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ONION at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code ONION. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped, this Valentine's Day. Yeah, what a fantastic guest. Maps! Now, who do, who was the first map? Who was the first map? Who was the first map? <laughs> if you know the answer, who made the first map? Dom maybe thinks it's Rome. No, oh, no, I didn't say. No, I just said <laughs> that that was. In, if you take a, the example of ancient Rome or Egypt, they would definitely need maps for protection. But the first maps, I mean, any group of people trying to protect their clan. Mm. would be making rudimentary maps, you know. Yeah. I'm sure uh, Neanderthal man would yeah. be like, don't go over to the big rock because by the big rock, yeah. there is the enemy. And people will go, where's the big rock? And you go, get us, Come a, piece, get us a piece of paper get and a pen. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have pens. We've only get, just started to make pull very rudimentary tools. Pull that piece of charcoal out of the fire. <laughs> we, right. don't, we don't have fire yet. <laughs> Hang on, I'll cut myself. <laughs> right, now, see Don't that? let the bad spirits out. I'll, You're all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll just the draw thing about a massive boulder with my blood. This is us. We're X. See the big boulder? Don't go over there. Right. Got you. We're X. Good thing once a few thousand years and it was Rome, at least you knew if you got on a road... All roads lead to the road. They do, don't they? So you they? don't really need a map. You know you're going to get there. I'm still absolutely fascinated by the fact that there are roads all over Europe mm. built by the Romans. Yeah. That is just crazy, right? Isn't it crazy? Just think about that. You think, no, that can't be right. And people are like, no, these cobblestones were built by Romans. And one day we'll get into the London Underground, which is something I don't believe exists. Ah, if there's anyone out there that's an expert on the London Underground, Billy, like to speak to them. Billy might be f as fascinated about that as deep space. That's the one reason I know we're living in a matrix. The London Underground. Yeah. It's the oldest underground train system on the planet. And some guys went down there with shovels and built all that and put trains down there. And then you get on at Baker Street and you change at Waterloo. That's crazy, isn't it? No, it didn't happen. And how does it crisscross just perfectly? Uh, how did well, they not miss Waterloo by a couple of feet? They're like, nah, we're going to have to go to the next station. Yeah. We missed Waterloo back there. So two guys are down with shovels. Give me a break. I'll meet you in the middle. No. I don't buy it. Don't buy it either. Oh, emails and real mails. Fast as tigers, slow as snails. Billy, do you want to read this email out yeah. here? Yeah, you ready? Yeah. It's David J. And David J says, I've been a fan of both you, both of you, since the Lord of Rings came out. Thanks to the podcast, I have tried Iron Brew. And I have to say, it's probably Scotland's third best export. After Sean Connery, 
I'm Mr. Billy Boyd. Fantastic. I would put Iron Brew above me, actually, but that's very Ooh. nice of you, David. Thank you. I am proud to say I have Marmite and Coleman's Mustard on order and will receive them in a few days. Um, Jessica says, what is black when you buy it? Mm-hmm. Red when you use it. Mm-hmm. And grey when you throw it away. <sighs> now, does she mean red as in R-E-D or does she mean R-E-A-D? Well, exactly. Because a a newspaper is red when you read it. But we've read it it as R-E-D. So, Mm, Johnny. No, he's saying it's red. R-E-D red. Yes. So, what is black Black. when you buy it? So, you buy it, Dom. You buy it. It's not something that you're born with or something that's passed down to you. It says here in black and white, it's black when you buy it's it. It's black when you buy it, but you want it to turn red when you use it. Oh, it's got to be red when you use it. But I tell you what, Dom, it's grey when you throw it away. So it loses its colour. And you throw it away. You throw it away. It, you don't, so that means you don't eat it. It's black. When you, and it, it's red. When red. You, oh, this is a good one. Lipstick. You buy something. No. You, you I'm just looking it. at red. I know, I'm just well, trying to work it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's black when you buy it. Right. I've, okay, we've we've got that. <laughs> what is it when you use it again, it's Dom? Red. It's red. Li- it's lipstick. I was saying. Yeah, but you don't. You wouldn't buy black lipstick that often, would no, you? And it certainly doesn't go grey. So black. You buy that's that's a crazy conundrum. You buy something that's black, but when you use it, it goes red. Right. Uh, but it's a riddle, so it's not. Let's get out of the 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 the, the literalness, literal, literal. Yeah, we're through the matter here, people. Yes, we're through the unpeeling the onion. We're unpeeling the onion. It, let's start with grey when you throw it away. It's grey, Dom. Grey, grey, grey. Goes from red to grey. Red when you use. I'm emphasising the use, use there. It. Use it. <coughs> I was going to say, a, t- a, a television is black when you buy it, and then when you turn it on, it's different colours, but it's definitely not red, is it? No. It's and you wouldn't it's throw a TV away. specifically red when you use it. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Aye, what, what? No. No? I was, I was thinking blood there, Dom. I was thinking blood. Oh, you're getting a bit gross there. Blood. I think we might need a, a clue from Johnny Clue. Give us a clue, Johnny Clue. You want, I, I can Give say... us a hard clue. I can say this, that it's probably the most challenging and <gasps> the answer is kind of not that satisfying. Oh, uh, no, no, so what, yeah. you, what you're saying no, I mean, is... It makes sense, but you're going to go, oh. It's a hard riddle and it's not that. And is it is it kind of surreal and it's... So it's quite I'd like... It's very, it's very... It's almost very literal. It's very... So it is something. It's black when you buy Listen, it. Let's just be casual about it. Let's Listen, I'm going to buy it and it's black. Right, so After I use it, it's going to go red. Right, red when you, grey when you throw away. So black when you buy it, it's right. Uh, uh, um, a diary, it's, it's a diary. Red when you use it, but that would be the other red. Yeah, exactly. R-E-A-D. and it's not R E A D. Could it's it be R E D? And it's grey, 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 grey. What? What I is? Would say <clears throat> this actually is a good riddle to follow the map maker. Okay. Follow the help. map maker. Think about what maps show. 
red. Uh, they show places. It's black. Tick, is it a ticket? It's it show, like an airline it's ticket. Black, and it's grey. Black when you buy it. Is it a ticket? Something red like that. when you use it. Grey when you throw it away. Black. When well, you like buy a like it. a. a, a Mm? Good clue. You would need a, for for Dom's definition of what a map serves. You might use a map to find this thing. What well, a map serves. Finding a find place. A, find a, find a, yeah, a map finds places, right? Yeah, it finds places. Right. That's what Dom was saying. Or specific things. A specific thing, so like so uh, c- cities or countries or something. Has anyone got this out there yet? Because I'm finding this Which out of those three, Johnny, the black yeah. when you buy it, red when you use it, grey when you throw it away, is the most helpful in terms of getting it, Johnny? I would say black and grey are probably going to be the ones that you go most like, duh. Uh, it's black when you buy it, grey when you throw it away. I think we've been stumped. I think we have been stumped here. Stumped. Let me give you another... Um, black when you buy it. Think of... Uh, uh, I'll put my glasses on because that second. makes me more. Does make you smile, yeah. Go. Black. It's black when you buy it. A ticket. A ticket. An aubergine. An aubergine. It might be related to uh, what you the the uh, map uh, guy vehicles that are in the London tunnels. <gasps> Trains. It's a ticket. It's a ticket. It's not a ticket. It's black when you buy. Black a tra- when you through trains. Gives it power. Oh, a steam engine. Uh, coal, coal, coal. Black when you buy it, red when you use it, grey when you throw it away. It is. It's coal. It's, it's coal. black when you buy it. It's red when it's in the fire, and then it's the ashes. It's cradle. I we should have got no, that. No, that was quite good actually. I that, quite I, that like is that quite riddle. good actually. That of uh, Jessica from St. Louis. You stumped I'll, us. We'll meet you at the fair and give you a free T-shirt, Jessica. Thanks. And now it's time to eat the world. Oh, I'll eat the world, Dom. Billy and Dom eat the world. Well, here we are. You join myself here and Mr. William Boyd to my right. Hello. We are in our no expenses spared Billy and Dom eats the world stage. Getting ready to eat a mysterious dish this week. William, it's over to you. Dominic, this one comes from Cora. Hello, Cora. From the southeastern US. And uh, Cora says, here in the south... Many people love mayonnaise, especially a brand called Jukes. We put mayo on everything, but most famously, or perhaps infamously, on banana sandwiches. (laughs) Two pieces of white bread, sliced bananas, and a generous dollop of mayo. I think it's an abomination. Wow, lovely ones. Yeah. But I'd like to see or hear what you both think. Anyway, thanks for the the podcast. So this came up last week again, Dom, when we're eating um, peanut butter and uh, pickle with uh, Nick Nick Vile. And uh, you thought we were going to be doing this because you'd read this. Yeah. So we thought, We'll do it this week yeah. because we'd already mentioned it and you think it sounds awful, right? Mm, you, I watched you make your own sandwich and I made mine. You slathered your bread with mayonnaise, covered. I only put a little bit of mayonnaise on mine, nowhere near as brave as Bill's. Cora comes from the southeastern US, but she doesn't say where. She's quite vague about where well, she, doesn't she comes from. Where she, lives. she said white bread, we've done brown bread. <laughs> she said sliced bananas, we've sliced them. 
And she said, a, general doll- uh, a generous dollop of Duke's mayonnaise. We've not used Duke's mayonnaise, have we? Because we couldn't source it. No. There's some more blur. But well, other than that, we've got it absolutely perfect, Tom. Absolutely perfect. Says here, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who I believe is a, is a NASCAR driver. Is that right? Yes, Johnny Clues is nodding. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. once tweeted that banana and mayonnaise on bread is one of his favourite snacks. GQ magazine. What does GQ stand for? Don't know. Gentleman's Quarterly. Is it really? Yeah. Wonderful. Gentleman's Quarterly magazine polled our readers... I know our readers are. And out of 35,000 votes, an unbelievable 9% actually described that sandwich as delicious. Mm. Well, I mean, that's not very high, is it? 9% of 35,000. No, it's not. It's, that's really low. Yeah, that's not an unbelievable. That, that is number. terrible. Gordon Ramsay on the sandwich, he says, that would give me a not too pleasant gastrointestinal. In, in, intestinal gastrointestinal yeah. situation for three weeks. Throw it away and start again. I would not eat an effing banana and mayonnaise. No. Whatever Muppet put those two together needs to clean their core. Dale Jr. needs to call me. That's what Gordon Ramsay said about this sandwich. So, Dale Earnhardt Jr., yes, Gordon Ramsay, no. We were at one point obsessed with Gordon Ramsay, weren't we? We would watch him a lot at your house. Yeah, he was good. And we noticed a lot of things. Gordon Ramsay does this a lot, which is very presidential. You see a lot of leaders around the world do this. So he goes, that fucking chicken is raw. Put more dressing on the salad. It's raw, Michael. It's raw, Michael. God. All right, should we have a bite? Oh, I'm not looking forward to this. Here we go. Make sure you get banana. And mayo. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. I mean, I'm not even a massive banana sandwich fan. I like it with Nutella. I love banana sandwiches. You get it all over your face. I, <laughs> ma- I made sure I got a lot of it. Um, I love banana sandwiches. I don't like that, really. Do I met like a guy I met a guy once. I was buying a car. It was a Nissan. <laughs> and the guy I, I bought it from at the, at the place, the Nissan place, had a banana sandwich. Every day of his life for 35 years. Well, I mean, banana's very good for you, full of uh, potassiums. You had told me the other day they're a natural antidepressant. Is that right? It is, yeah. Yeah. So they're very good for you. You see a lot of um, athletes, specifically tennis players, in between their little break from one set to the other or one game to the very quickly eating a banana because it's great for energy. And the more yellow it is, the more slow energy you get, and the more black it is, boom! Wow. Because the sugar's ready to go. I'm not a massive fan of bananas. I love all fruit and I'm okay with bananas, but they're not at the top of my list. I would put them probably down in, in the in the lower 50s of my fruit. You liking that? I'm loving it, though. I mean, you, it's, you're still covered in mayonnaise, I would say. You look like the Joker a little bit. You know when the Joker mm-hmm. had, his, had his mouth? like. You want to know how I got the scars? I'll have another bite. I'm not crazy about it. It's You've got the sugar from the banana and the salt from the mayonnaise. The mayonnaise feels a little bit, I think because of the mayonnaise that Johnny Clues has got, is, oh. it tastes a bit like one you'd have with a, a shrimp cocktail. Oh, oh, i got a strange taste there. It wasn't invented by Dale Earnhardt Jr., says Johnny Clues. It wasn't? No, it turns out that the banana and mayonnaise sandwich is a southern delicacy with a storied history. In 2014, 
Nationals bullpen coach Matthew Lacroix, or Lacroix, maybe. Lacroix? Even credited, credited it with the team's 10-game winning streak. What team? What is it? The team that he managed. <laughs> nice one, John. I wonder what sport. Baseball, I would say. The right. banana and mayonnaise sandwich gets at least enough fans to have a Facebook page with 1,200 likes. There's 1,200 people out there. I mean, you're halfway through it. Why doesn't everybody who watches this go onto the Facebook page, Banana Mayo Sandwiches, and double it at least? Yeah, I mean... Dom. Yeah. I really like it. Honestly, you'd be surprised by how much mayo you got around your face. Wipe your face now and, and see, because you'll be, you'll be amazed. There's a lot. Look at, you know, look at that. That's quite greasy, isn't it? Mm, there's a lot. Clean as a whistle now, though. Do you remember when we... Um, when we did Lord of the Rings and we had to put on uh, uh, suntan lotion every morning because they got angry if we ever get sunburnt, remember? Mm, mm. And you would always give me a hard time in the morning because I haven't rubbed it in enough. Yeah, yeah. You would... You would study me you, in the like, car like on the way dad, there. You seem to pride yourself on the thing of like, you put it on and then you go slap, 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 slap. And I'd always go, you got to smear there, smear there. Because <laughs> I thought, you're going to get a suntan and then you're going to have massive little streaks across your face where it didn't hit. Now, back to the banana and mayonnaise sandwich. Right. Obviously, we know that there are, there are great combinations of flavors out there that kind of con oh, excuse me, contradict each other, don't mm -hmm. they? Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Sweet and spicy and uh, nice. Or, you know, sour and sweet. Try to think of something. Yeah, things something that, that feels as like if they shouldn't go together. They juxtapose. But here's the thing, Dom. Like the one that we had last week with the uh, peanut butter and pickle. Which I quite liked. It came from the Great Depression. Is that right? Yeah, if you dig a little deeper, yeah. the sandwich is linked to the peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. Really? That sounds awful. Mm. We'll try that as well. Mm. The two ingredients in particular, according to Garden and Gun, were staples during the Great Depression. In the following years, 30s up to the 60s, apparently mayonnaise was added to smoothen out the peanut butter and then also serving as a calorie-rich meal. And uh, somewhere along the way, they opted for bananas instead of peanut butter. Well, you and I both like a banana sandwich. I've had banana sandwiches over the years with... Uh, chocolate hazelnut spread, which mm -hmm. is fantastic. That's mm -hmm. a great uh, combination. I've had banana sandwiches with jam. Yep. I'm not too sure about the mayonnaise. I'm going to have one more Well, bite. you're almost halfway through. Well, I I've think only, I like that. Don't I've only had a couple of bites. I'm not crazy about it. No. I quite like it. There's something it? about it I quite like. Would you say that you like that more than last week's uh, peanut butter and pickle yeah. sandwich? Really? Yeah, I do. Mm, so I, like I need it. to remember the scores I gave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I give better scores yeah. to the one last week. Yeah. Well, let's, well, let's do scores. Let's score it. So, um, taste. Dom, I'm going to give it a 9.4. Wow. You genuinely do like it. It's not like a gimmick. No, I actually really, I would do that again. I'm confident in saying that I probably would never eat that again by choice. Wow. Um, I'm going to give it a, a two. Ooh. I didn't like it. Wow. How does it look to you, Doug? Well, it's a banana and mayonnaise sandwich, isn't it? I mean, that looks revolting, actually. Yeah, it doesn't look good when you open that up. Show that to the, to the camera. There. Yeah, I see that it's, now. It's not, it's not very attractive. Um, I'll give it a, I'll give it a four for 
looks, aesthetics. John, uh, yeah, it doesn't look great, doesn't. but uh, I mean, yeah, I'm go- I'll give it a five. Okay. Now, usefulness. Usefulness. If you were in the Great Depression. Listen, beggars can't be choosers. That's and, what they say. And at that point, obviously everyone's struggling with a little bit of money. They need calories. We need calories. You need calories. You need something to feed your kids. We're, you know, we're, tr- no we're trying to make we're trying to make maps of this this new country. Right. And and also things that last. You know, mayonnaise you can put on a on a cupboard and it'll stay good for a while. I would assume, right? Bananas don't. Pass. Bananas don't. No, they go fast. I hate that. Yeah, not as fast as a pear. Well, pear go faster than oh, a banana. I'm angry with well, at least with a banana, you see it yeah. changing. You go, it okay, you know. I need a couple of days for that. But a pear, the night before, you'll think, nah, there's a few days on that. You wake up the next morning, done. Oh, yeah. You can eat every bit of a pear. Is that right? You told me that, I think. I'm not sure if that was me, actually. Wasn't it? No. My brother used to, I don't know if he does it anymore, but my brother used to eat every bit of an apple. That's not good because the seeds are actually poisonous. Is that right? Yeah. Tell him not to do that. Never put an apple into like one of those machines. Not the whole apple, not the seeds. Because see if you break the seed down, that's poison. Is that right? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, um, where are we at? Oh, usefulness. Usefulness. <laughs> well, I always think with something like this, can you bring it on a on a journey, on a on a car journey, on a trip? You go into the cinema, something like that. On a road trip, you could definitely bring banana and mayonnaise sandwiches on a road trip. There's no problem with that. What? Is that how I you equate? It. That's I how I equate it. usefulness usually. My usefulness is like, if it's all I had in the house, what could I do with it? Is it easy? And you've normally got a banana and you've normally got mayonnaise, mm, bread. Right. So I'm like, I can find it, yeah. but is there anything else I can do with it? Not no. a lot. I bet Elvis used to like these sandwiches. No. No. What did he like? Peanut butter? Fried peanut butter and, and jelly sandwiches, as they say. Or he, jam. he would travel to a certain place and get them, wouldn't he? And I think sometimes he would put a few slices of bacon in there. He liked mm. his calories. Elvis. Died on the toilet. Is that true, though? Mm-hmm. The king died on the toilet. Mm. Um, Dom, I can only give that a four for usefulness, to be honest. I think I'll give it a four, too. Not a 42. <laughs> a four. A four. Guys, Get in touch with us if you want us to eat the world. We enjoy the slightly stranger ones, even though I didn't necessarily like the taste of that. I do like trying new things. You do. So thank you very much, Cora. That was love. I, I would have that again, Cora. My friend here on my left, Dominic Monaghan, uh-huh. would not. No. Hey, Tom, that was fun, wasn't it? Wasn't that a great episode, man? Daniel. We did maps. Whoa. We did eat the world. Yee. We did a, a riddle that stumped us. Send us in your riddles. If you think they can stump us, the Friendship Onion at castmedia.com. Also, there's still merch around and available. That's uh, the Friendship Onion Podcast. Dot com. That's where you get the t-shirts and hoodies and all that. Hey, we'll see you all next week. Don't forget to rate, subscribe. Review. Review, that's the other one, Tom. We love hearing from you guys, and we will see you next week on the Friendship Onion. Toodles. the word.
hard. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.